At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Welcome to the Morning DNA. I am Aaron Dice with the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're here to find out what today, October 25th, 2021, is made of. Hi, Danae. Meow. <laughs> How's your coffee? I put too much in it. I put too much coffee in my cup. Not too much coffee in the coffee, but too much coffee in my cup. I was, I was beginning to wonder if you started with the sugar. And then, like, put coffee in, and you were saying you put too much coffee in, actually, in your cup. But no, you you are, I understand what you mean now. It's over full. It, yeah, it's just right a little bit too full. It's fine. It's fine. But also, I don't put sugar in my coffee. I put honey. I was just giving, uh, listen. I just I, need you to remember that about no. me, Aaron, because mm-hmm. I remember yeah. so many things about That's you right. and That's your right. life. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's not fair of me. To not notice something mm. about you when you are so clued in no. to everything going on no. in my life. Um, How's the beard, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> it's growing. It's still growing. Um, I my my weight loss has stalled, but I think I know why. If oh, we can I make talk a guess? That. Sure, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not cinnamon rolls. It's actually not food what? related. It's actually I, it's actually I think a good thing. Um, I started running last week, and I think my body is like stepping back and going, whoa, 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 wait a second. We're doing something interesting here. Let's hold That's on. That's right. Exercise. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Little well, my, so, little so my, my question, Danae, is <laughs> my question, Ooh. Danae, is uh, do we bleep that in the podcast or do we mm-hmm. leave it in? All right. Yeah, let's bleep it in the podcast. I'll give you a All little right. bit of editing this week. How about that? That's my that's my favorite thing to do. Uh, is with edit. This show. I know. Is edit. Yes. I know. Yes. We tried to make a you. we tried to make a no editing policy, but I have in the first few minutes completely <laughs> thrown that out the window. I'm it's, really passionate about not exercising. Yes, apparently so. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. We, I mean, you know, this is something that could be expected considering how many of the things you do on camera and with microphones. You are your complete verbal self you know yeah, that yeah. those those walls might fall down <gasps> oh while, i so. have a wonderful shirt that my husband bought me and it was like good mom say bad words and i was like oh <laughs> thanks sweetie <laughs> Ooh. yeah yeah i'm sorry lauren i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> lauren says my christian ears <laughs> I, I have an honest question for you i i genuinely want to know what you believe obviously we don't know the answer to this question Here's but i'm it. curious about this me the people. Uh, Danae, uh, everyone, anyone oh, oh. who who hears this question is free to answer. 
what percentage of let's just say christians however you want to define it you know uh do you think just swear as a part of their day-to-day -day life if you had to guess the percentage of people of faith you know believers in jesus uh how many of them would you think uh swear in their day-to-day -day life i'm just curious what people would think I, you know because we get the sense that like i know okay so i know when i was growing up and I was around friends who would swear, they would always apologize to me when they swore because they knew I was a Christian, right? And they'd be like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm like, you're just being you, you know? Um, so, yeah. Uh, eight says 95%, 95%. Archimedes says 70% to 80%. Um, Lucas Hi. says, I believe that 89%. Nick says 85%. Uh, JCD says, I imagine Jesus himself had to bite his Oh my tongue. goodness. <laughs> I mean, you know, he did. I think I, well, I mean, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear in the stories that you read. I mean, he flipped a table. How do you flip a table and be like, golly jeepers. You know? <laughs> uh, Lauren says, I believe it's about 50, 50. Danae, do you want to answer this question or do you want to stay away? From what? From the, from this question, your guess, your, your guess on how many hundred percent. Well, you know that's not true. You oh know. yeah, no, 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 no. I think a hundred percent of Christians curse. I think uh, I think that curse words are uh, come from the heart. <laughs> I think they come straight from it. So if they say uh, "pickle wickle," you got it. You got um, it. I like that. This. Yes. Could be just as bad as the word that I said that I won't make Aaron bleep again because it comes. <laughs> it comes from like I think. Or worse, I think true cursing situations. comes yeah. from like really, really deep in the soul. And right. I have had some very horrible things said to be by all kinds of people from all kinds mm -hmm. of walks of life. And a lot yeah. of them think that the beep word is like a really, really bad one. But when you curse somebody and it comes from like the depths of you, I'm pretty sure that counts too. In which case, y'all say it too. When you say, ah, <laughs> oh, French toast, whatever you say to cover it up. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just words. I think the cursing part we get hung up on. I really do think it's something that like you can measure without language. I think mm -hmm. it's like when you really, really, really like like curse someone. Like you see in the movies when all the witches gather around the cauldron, you know, and like mm -hmm. make some sort of crazy curse. They send it out. It's like all these negative, horrible thoughts are sent out into the world. I think mm -hmm. that's on to something a little bit more than someone just dropping a bomb every once in a while. Hey, that's yeah. just and we've, my and thought. We've, we've had this conversation before on the show. I think we've done an, uh, an entire episode on the idea of what is cursing, cussing, those kind of things. So it's this isn't new ground for us. I was just curious, like, you know, and, and there are also people who say things like, oh, I didn't mean to say that, or I shouldn't say that. And I, I, I am the guy because of what you said. When I grew up, I didn't even say any replacement words. Like, you know, I said what I thought. If I stubbed my toe, I said, ouch, that hurt. You know, like, um, you know, yeah. so. Well, so, I think there's know, a difference between exclaiming, like you exclaim something, you react mm -hmm. with a word. Correct. And there are just certain words that encompass and encapsulate all that you were thinking, you know, in a moment mm -hmm. or whatever. And and there are a couple great quote unquote curse words that I consider like the blanket word that sort of like mm -hmm. encapsulates the feeling within. And it's instantly, it seems to be instantly recognized as to what it means by the person on the other end. And beep <laughs> is one of them. And it's one of my favorites. So sorry about that. Um, but it's like, it's also, it's a trigger word. And I think that's what we're talking about too is 
culturally in specific groups of people or just in grand sweeps of culture there are certain words that you just know are going to be ones that a greater portion of the population is going to gasp at or react to or be offended by even if they don't know why they're being offended by it right yeah I'm, so, I'm so done with the being offended because this sound is made you know like this this combination of letters has been you know voiced like that's and it doesn't the, help that it's in it's like a pop culture too like you know uh when you're measuring what we watch or what we what we are entertained by and if it if it topples over into too many curses then it goes into the next category of mm -hmm, bad for right, you so right, that doesn't right. help either because then you don't hear that word yeah. but let me tell you if everyone was just okay with it we would hear it all the time <laughs> all the time i think i think we would do all do well all of us myself included do well to understand that words are powerful they are meaningful they can hurt right like words can do damage so we should be careful about the words we choose to use but that is about how they make people feel it's not about the actual syllables in sounds it's about how they are used how they are wielded as weapons um how they yeah, are i mean i have been so hurt by people who haven't said a curse word at all you know that's exactly so, what i'm saying yeah. that is exactly what i'm saying mm -hmm. is it doesn't matter if you have a list of words you don't say if you're gossiping about somebody or if you're tearing somebody down or you're speaking hate to their spirit you are you are using your words so much worse than somebody that's that says exercise you know what i mean like that is you know, that is just, I don't want to exercise. <laughs> uh, oh, so now the people of the podcast know what word I said. Oopsie. <laughs> uh, Professor Lichen says, I find I can that bleep, I could bleep mine as well, and then they'll think I said it too. So, <laughs> so <laughs> then we'll, okay, okay, okay. we'll be it. all fine, since I'm doing editing anyway. Uh, Professor Lichen says, I find that, uh, find that the spouts of vitriol that come from the depths of someone's core often curse them far more than the victim of their anger. Ooh. It's a good thought, too. Somebody that quote too. that. That is a good um, thought too as well. Yeah, this yeah. is a really fun chat. What a fun see, this is why you just uh <laughs> This is why Danae should not fear being herself, uh, because this is the kind of fun stuff that comes from it. Um yeah. there are no bad words, but there are bad intentions. That's another great way to to say it. You know, uh, here we go. I'm gonna go into a different different level. Uh mm -hmm. because we all have words we won't say. We all well, have Well, yeah, that's what Archimedes said. There's also different mm -hmm. types of depending on your country there's different types of words well not only depending on culture and country i mean like anyone who says like myself it's just a combination of sounds is a little bit of a hypocrite because there are combinations of sounds that i will not say and the reason i will not say them is because they have been used to spew hate mm. and to hurt people mm -hmm. and to and so the you know they're not coming out of my mouth so we all have that a little bit where we understand that there are words because of how they hurt other people that we shouldn't say. And it just, you know, how far do you take that? Where does that? So we've all got that, right? Like, I mean, maybe not all. Maybe there are some people who are completely free and go, hey, this is just a sound. I can say it in regular conversation. But for the most part, most of us are like, nope, not even regular conversation, not even when discussing it. It's just not sounds I'm going to make out of my mouth, you know? So there is that. We all have a little bit of that and a little bit of understanding of that. So. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well, well. <laughs> Oopsie. Good times. You ready Good to shoe a dough? Time. Yeah, let's shoe a dough. All I'm right, ready. Let's do it. Uh, we are going to do the D-N-A-N-U. Uh, that'll be a D topic from today and a topic from me and a U topic to uh, Whomever wants with... to. 
We do want to just a quick, quick update because our chat is getting a little bit busier. Um, just if you want to ask a question for the you question section and you're putting the big you in front of it so that we can visually see it as we're scanning. If you want to wait until the you section to throw that out, that is helpful, but we will try to go back in chat and find them. But our chat disappears, so we can't go back all the way to the beginning. So if you have a question now and the chat gets hopping, it might be lost. And that's what we want to say. So yeah, I'm ready to pop uh, my question today. Before you say it, just a little wrap up. Uh, that whole swearing conversation started because I <laughs> think, uh, you know, my body is, I, may, I maybe already said this, I couldn't remember after our whole swearing conversation, <laughs> is saying, hang tight, we're running, let's uh, let's not lose any weight. So uh, so there, just to wrap that up. Now you can get to your question. Yeah, let's go back to that for a second. <laughs> I, I guess I'm not ready to. So are you saying that your body, now that you are exercising, isn't wanting to lose weight anymore. It happens every time. I always stall when I start running. When I start running or doing weights, uh, my body stalls. And I think it's, it might also be because it's, it's putting on a little bit of muscle. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I always stall for like two, three weeks. Sure. So. It happens <laughs> every time. But then what's nice is once you break through that wall, if you keep going, mm -hmm. it starts then to really drop. Then it goes drop. again. It no, no, no. It just drops. It just drops after just that. Just plummets. Unless you stop. Yeah. And then you never have facial hair. <laughs> well, this is, no, it, it won't. It won't happen that fast uh, unless I'm oh, truly, okay. truly ill. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know, on that same topic, I went on a walk. Okay. Good job. Yeah. I also went to uh, Silver Dollar City and I walked a lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready now. I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. Okay. All right. What is your topic today? Well, I just realized something. I have a question for you, Aaron. Sure. All right. So. I have this book. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, Q and A, &A for like every day of the year. Mm -hmm. What do you think I did today to find my question for the day? Because I was kind of, I was like, you know, I usually try to kind of base it on what's going on in my life, just topically things I'm thinking about. But today sure. I went and I grabbed the book. So what, what do you think I did today? You opened it up and pointed and to a random. This random, is based on the question. freaking calendar year. And what did mm -hmm. I do? So you just opened it up and pointed. That's right. So today I just like, here's the, I'm confused about what I should do. Here's the question that I came across, which is what's your biggest indulgence, which I thought was mm -hmm. an interesting question. Yeah. You know, uh, I was thinking about food indulgences. I was thinking about just monetary indulgences, like how I could answer this question. I went on this path of thought and then I realized that it's a calendar date entry. And today being the 25th of October and not in fact the 26th of June, <laughs> Perhaps I could ask the question associated with the actual day. So my question is, do I change this mm -hmm. to the, the question of the actual day? I don't know. I think the first question is a more honest Danae then approach, we, right? All right. It's so that's what random. we're doing. We're, yeah. We are in it now. My question for you. Today is all about you just being the real you, Danae. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is what we're all about. So, yeah, that, that got me thinking this morning because I was – I. Sometimes I struggle with what to talk about. Um, it might be because I wake up way too late now, uh, considering I'm sleeping as much as I possibly can because I'm still addicted to a certain video game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went over there and I was thinking about this as I sat down and got my coffee, kind of gathered my thoughts about my biggest indulgences. And you can answer this question so many different ways. So it's whatever kind of comes to you, chat. What do you indulge in? But the question specifically is the biggest indulgence. And my mind is battling back and forth with whether I'm going to go with sweets, <laughs> because right now, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
cuckoo. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit over at the top on the sweets department for myself. Mm-hmm. You're not um, alone. The chat already saying, you know, sweet foods as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got like so we went to uh, Silver Dollar City, which is a theme park. And my husband got like cinnamon rolls and sticky buns and we went, we got some sweets there. Then when I ran out of, uh, of these, he went back to the store and got me several more canisters. So now I'm on this, like, I've got so many, I can't run out, which is not true. I can run out and I'm already kind of like, <laughs> and then I, and then I also got some of my favorite, like Giardella candies, which are the white chocolate with the, with, with caramel on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> So I am. Are um, you are you okay? Like are you like ha, like genuinely? Like are me. you just? Uh, it, it isn't, and that's why no. I'm asking. Like, are you questioning? Like, you know, what's changed? Am I different? Am you know? Like, I, I just like, are you okay? Are you doing okay with this like sweet craving kind of? I want to eat all the sweets kind of thing. It's not all the sweets. It comes in these sort of like little waves throughout the mm-hmm. day. Usually, yeah. it's after I've had a meal. And then there's just this desire, like, I don't know how your guys is, <laughs> I want to say it. I just, is it, I it. Go for it. I don't know how your guys' tongue works, but <laughs> the way that mine works is it tells me things that I'm craving. Like, it's like, it's like there's like a little, you know, command center that sort of exists imaginary in my mind like it's on my tongue and they all get together and they talk and they're like you know what are we craving today and they all kind of get sort of like the um what's that movie from pixar where they're up in the brain and it's emotions inside inside out out. it's Mm -hmm. like that but specifically just on the tongue only and so it's like this group of characters imagine it and they're all in grand central station there on the taste buds and they get together around the table and they're like what are we craving today and they argue a lot now oftentimes they get so tired from arguing about what they're actually craving that they just land on a couple of default functions one of them being taco bell after they've been exhausted for hours of debate they're like you know what and they hit the taco bell button and that satisfies <laughs> most all of my cravings and i can get a little bit of everything that i want and a little sweet but there's always no matter what there's a little sweet at the end and here's the problem chat the problem podcast listeners the problem is is that i don't usually like sweets so to find some that i love all at the same time Mm-hmm. This is rare for me. It's as if I have arrived at Candy Mountain and instead of seeing a whole bunch of crap that I don't like, it's everything I like it all. And it's wonderful and it's scary. And I'm mm-hmm. okay, Aaron. And okay, my, good. my answer to you, my quick answer, because I know that was a very fast response. Everything is good. Everything. Good. Good. I think I think you're going to be okay. Um, I have lived my entire life yeah. craving mm-hmm. sweets and eating lots of them and, you know, uh, there are certainly consequences that can come with right. leaving that unchecked and you can survive those consequences I can do as it. I have. I can so, survive. I'm doing yeah. fine. I'm not replacing meals with candy. That I think would be a sign that there's something wrong. It's more like the flavor department on my tongue than the dessert one stands up and says, my turn. <laughs> Really, well, you know, like that. You're not alone in that. I mean, that has like been and in our they, culture forever. The idea of say, ending the meal with a dessert. I like, want a wafer. So it's not uh-huh. like I want a canister of wafers. It's mm-hmm. my turn. I'd mm-hmm. like a wafer, please. Well, that's that where you have it. That's where you have your indulgence uh, is is a little healthier than mine because for me, 
it's not just one wafer. It's, you know, a bat, an entire bag of Oreos or yeah, you know, whatever it might that. like. I just, I just keep eating because I don't get full and it all tastes so good. Every single Oreo I put into my Oreo thin, I should specify that I put in my mouth, uh, is as amazing as the last one. And I, so, you know, like to be able to repeat that experience over and over again, and I don't feel sick or I don't, you know, the consequences are all, you know, down the road. They're not in that moment. Um, that's what I deal with. So moderation is like the moderation. thing that I, I have to, so it sounds like you've got that built in right now. So I, I would say like, you know, as long as you're not opening up one of those wafer things and then they're all gone in an hour, like you're, you're no, doing better than me. No, you're doing no, better than me. No. So. And, and I'm portioning them now because I'm kind of getting down to where I don't have very many left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're going to have a new topic next week about how do you say goodbye <laughs> to the wafer roll? <laughs> a glimpse into the future. Oh, uh, well, well let's go to yesterday. let's go to chat and see how you guys respond yes. to this. Um, do you already have some pulled up, Aaron? I do. Uh, okay. We mentioned desserts. JCD uh, mm -hmm. said desserts. Um, and uh, Professor Lichen says, I'm thinking about indulging and petting the dog in the background. Um, <laughs> you actually can't do that. That is uh, what it would require some metaphysics that uh, I don't believe are real. So uh, apologies. Uh, the Lolly says, I like to indulge in a big foul mouthed swear word every now and again. Winky face. <laughs> nice call back. Uh, Archimedes says, uh, money when spoiling my fiance or my stepson, I'm a real cheapskate. Otherwise, uh, breezy lady says my biggest indulgence, Twitch, both watching and streaming. Lauren says video games. 100 percent yeah so those last two danae is uh danae is with you on those last two uh Kath, uh says bagels my biggest indulgence mm. is bagels all kinds of bagels or like a specific bagel because there's one particular kind of bagel one. that even though i know i don't need to eat bread that is this like the size of both of my hands together. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, you look at this and you think, this is what's going into my stomach right now. <laughs> it's just gonna, all of this. A big mound of dense carbs, yeah. Yeah, but Asiago cheese bagels from Panera Bread, I can't, I will literally drive 35 minutes there to get one and then yeah. 35 minutes home. <sighs> yeah. It's a really good answer, Castrof. I approve. Uh, let's see. So White Ox says streaming services are the indulgence for us. Netflix, Disney Bundle, Amazon Prime, AMC A-List. Um, we joined the A-List expecting to see at least three movies a month, but it hasn't worked out that way yet. Uh, but there is a lot of good stuff coming out soon. Man, that's a good, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. So much content. I mean, obviously, yeah, for me too. And we were talking, my husband and I were talking over the weekend, like if an emergency happened and we had to, you know, like really go down to bare bones on our budget. Mm -hmm. We would just cancel so many streaming services. Yeah. So, so many. Like, yeah. I, we knew this was going to happen, but it used to be, you know, you pay for cable and the cable was expensive or you pay for satellite or whatever. And it's it's a big bundle and you have a whole bunch of stuff that you don't watch necessarily. And then you know, now it's like these little bite sized, like pick and choose your favorite, but it all is just adding up. But we mm -hmm. have so many as well. Oh, they get you with that, like, the, that's a dollar for the first month. And then it's, like, been six months and you forgot or, that you did it. Or they get you where it's like, well, WWE is on Peacock, so we have to have Peacock. And this one thing I like is on 
Paramount Plus, so I have to have that. So uh-huh. it's like they just need that one thing that you can't live without. And oh, but that was just season one because now RuPaul's Drag Race is on a different app, and you've got to get that <laughs> one now. Yeah, that's Paramount Plus, right? The Drag Race, Drag Race All Stars went to Paramount Plus, I think. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. So smart, though. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense for them. That's for sure. Uh, Nick says, junk food, the holidays are killing me. We have Halloween sugar cookies and pumpkin pie dip in the house, and I'm bad at self-control. I'm so bad at self-control. What's interesting is we are finally to the place where our kids are leaving, and so we don't have to have as much food in the house. And, like, if you opened our fridge right now, it's basically empty, and that makes me so happy. You have no idea how happy it makes me that there's not a bunch of food I can just go grab in snack on like I've got my meals in there and I know I eat that at you know noon or whatever and then I cook up some chicken for dinner or whatever it might be um and I just I love not having snacky stuff in the house because I don't I have I have terrible self-control and if you have terrible self-control with that stuff get it out of the house right like if I mean if you really don't want to eat it be gone temptation yeah, that's what so. I say and you should say it like that <laughs> really like, like add into it like emphasize yeah uh let's see uh as far as me i mean people have mentioned my easy ones food and um content right i think specifically of content when you think of indulgences when you think of indulgences it's usually stuff that's not necessarily good for you so like if i think of content i probably reality television would be one like there are some reality shows but i i love them i'm not ashamed of them but you know maybe that's an indulgence right like there's, it seems like there's different categories this is where my brain started to battle itself and this mm-hmm. is how i know that aaron has influenced me oh because thank you I, because it's like kind. define indulgence define <laughs> the kind of indulgence what specifically are we talking about here so i could answer this question properly and let me tell I love you that something it's my voice in your head i love that it's actually my voice that you hear saying those things that's, um, that's pretty let me, amazing let me show you guys something too i'm just going to show you uh you know and and visually i'll I'll kind of describe it to you they expect that so you go the the idea is that you fill in this and you fill Mm -hmm. in the year and then you kind of have these like entries from multiple years that you can go back through and you can Mm -hmm. see that you answered this question in whatever way over the course of years now my personality i don't fill these things out i start and i stop and that's just me and that's fine i've accepted that but here's the problem that i have with this the problem is that there's just there's not a lot of room to put your answer how am I supposed to answer this indulgence question when there's so many different ways and there's only four teeny tiny little lines with which to answer? This book is the size of my hand. Like, it's not a mm-hmm. huge book. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. This is yeah. why I podcast people, because I can answer the question a lot better with voids. My voids. Yep. Definitely. Definitely agree. Mm-hmm. You ready to go on to your topic, Mr. Sure. Let's do the A topic. Mr. Dyson. Here we go. Uh, has the universe slash fate slash higher power slash God ever seemed to conspire against you? I wanted to make, I want to try to be as inclusive as possible. Uh, but have you ever had, had that moment where it's like this, like, fine, I won't do this thing. If you're going to keep, you know, messing this up for me, uh, today, my, my, uh, car, (laughs) what What was that reaction? I don't know. I don't usually hear you talk about like, like, going outside looking to the sky okay fine if you're gonna keep messing up my life i guess i'll do this instead but haven't haven't you felt that way like i feel like even if you can't identify what it was hasn't there been a moment where you're like okay i guess this just isn't for me um you know like maybe not maybe this is just a me thing i just had this very specific emotion today uh because the last two to three years 
every time I get in a good groove with working out and exercising, something goes wrong. A vehicle goes out and now I don't have a way to drive to the gym. A pandemic happens and the gym closes. Like, I mean, it's just been, there have been three or four different things that have happened over the last two to three years <laughs> that have ended my, like, you know, uh, and it's right at that moment. It's right at that moment where it's like, oh, I am loving this. Yes, about six months from now, I'm going to be killing this. I'm feeling this. And then it's like something happens and I'm just like, why? What? What is What is this test? What is this trial? Why? <laughs> like, why can't my car just not? just shut down uh you know this morning like so yes my my vehicle is still at the gym uh Danae's husband actually was kind enough to to give me a ride home today because their house is uh just a few blocks from the gym that I work out at <laughs> yeah uh, Justin's like hey Aaron's coming over and I'm laying in bed and I'm like why <laughs> what is happening <laughs> you're cutting into my last 15 minutes of sleep that makes all the difference so, uh, so anyways, it just got me thinking about if there have been moments in your life, uh, and maybe, and again, maybe, maybe this is just a, th a me thing, but if there've been a mo moments in your life where you just kind of been like, you can't, this, this thing that you thought you were going to do or try to do, and it's just like, things keep happening, uh, to, to keep it from happening. So I don't know if it, fe it feels like a common human story. We have one from JCD who says the D&D dice conspire against me all the time. Does that sure. count? Why not? Yes. For the purposes of keeping the conversation going, <laughs> broaden this topic as much as you want. Eights also agrees. But Lolly says, but the dice don't roll until you make a decision, which is mm -hmm. true, which is mm -hmm. true. Um, I also like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My little screen just did some crazy stuff here oh nick is saying that you are using the same verbatim um that they had about a year ago so yeah yeah it, it's just such a weird thing and it's it's like I, i've never experienced it to this degree as as for the last few years um and obviously the pandemic was a big one for all of us changed a lot of things for a lot of people and me not getting to go to the gym is is probably on the very very minor side of that but it was one of those things where it was just like, oh, I, when the pandemic started, I was about 35 pounds lighter than I am right now, you know, because I was on a nice run. I had, you know, I had lost about 50 pounds uh, and then the pandemic started and I, it just, you know, again, there are choices I could have made to do things differently and keep it going. But it's that thing where it's like, no, but this works, but this is the thing that works. I don't know how to make this other thing work, you know? Yeah, I remember when that happened to you, we were uh, working at the radio station and yes. everything was fine. Yes. Everything was great. But then one person was like, you know what? I think I want you to prove that you're working harder. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have you come in an hour and a half earlier. earlier. Yeah for no reason other than I want to exert my dominance over you. Now, listen, I'm, yeah. I'm paraphrasing here. They didn't actually say it like that, but <laughs> it did definitely like had that. that vibe. And yeah. Aaron's like, you don't even know what this is gonna do to my life. Not that I mm -hmm. don't wanna get up earlier, but that this is when I work out. And it's like mm -hmm. the train wreck just kinda like, kind of started yeah. happening right I've learned I've learned a lot about myself I have to I have to work out in the mornings and I need a gym to do that at and that's just you know so I had just scheduled an appointment for the first time since the pandemic started with a trainer to you know start working with a trainer again and my car goes down so now I have to text them and say I can't do this tomorrow like my first one and it's just like why can't you do it borrow my car 
<laughs> All right. Fair enough. We'll do. Uh, Archimedes de Minnesota says, I'm just so beyond done with the universe getting in the way of my wedding visa. Ah. I don't even care to keep count anymore. There you ah. go. That's that feeling, right? Yeah. Um, Professor Lycan says, quite recently, yes, quite recently, I had an intellectually awkward someone completely misrepresent uh, the same information I've given hundreds of clients before them. And due to their influence, I almost lost my career over it. Wow. Oof. Oof. Man, yeah. that ain't right. People wielding their powers like that. Yeah. Uh, Wicod says, and yes, I say Wicod instead of Wicked, says, oh, okay, funny story. We're supposed well, to. Except for it's, it's Wydock. The, oh. the D is before the K. <laughs> so guys, listen. <laughs> guys, chat. Wydock, I'm sorry. There is another person. Well, it may person. not even be Wydock, no, but no, I know no. it's not Wicked. There is another person who is Wicod. <laughs> It's a morning. Aaron, you got this one. Go for it. Okay, funny story. Uh, <laughs> says uh, Y Doc Wicked uh, Wicod. Yes, very uh, we, clearly with the D. Mm -hmm, I see that now. Uh, we were supposed to do a or go to a concert at seven p.m. That day, I had to take time. Uh, I had to take the dogs to the vet, which uh, on the way to work, maybe. I then had to make up work. My wife got got my wife late from work. Had to replace a headlight bulb and couldn't find the right tool. Finally, we decided we if we'd go, we'd be forty minutes late. Um, so it turns out we had the wrong time. The show started at eight and we were on time. So, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's just like one of those uh comedy of errors. And then at the end, it didn't even matter. So, very nice. And then, following that delicious story, one from real Mike Alexander who says, Potato chips being on uh, state on sale is a cosmic curse. And I'm curious, how is this? How, what, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what is this? The is this the universe conspiring Do you against have that you? Thing? That's yeah, on that, sale? Yeah, do you have Isn't that thing, that Danae? good? No, no, no. Do you have that thing, Danae, where when something's on sale, you have to buy it? Like, no. You just, okay. Some people do have that thing where it's like, this thing I love is on sale. Obviously, I have to get it. And so I think what Real Mikey no, is saying is- No, but my husband is, has that. So no, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah, my husband has that, especially with chips, too. Mm-hmm. If there's or, a sale or limited the, or limited time sale or, or, or limited time or special edition of flavor where yes, he's like, right. yeah, Which, that's I think the limited I'll find time that thing. one. Yeah, yeah. Falling on vacation, which cancels all the vacation plans. Second time that's happened. Yeah, that was a big bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my mom and um, she fell down. So she had to cancel her plans. I like this one from Real Mikey as well. At work, the dogs in my park love to bark even more when someone calls me on the radio than shut up when they're done talking. My coworkers laugh about this all the time. It's like they know. <clears throat> Kid, kids do that too. Kids when they're young, once you're on the phone, there's this psychological thing that pops into their head like they're not the center of your world right then. And it is just then that they need something desperately. Uh -huh. And uh, And yeah, I remember that very vividly. Yes, I've been working on Iris with that. I'm trying to make sure that she goes into the rest of her life with an awareness that other people were talking and existing before she walked into the room. And it's, it's a really <laughs> difficult concept for a four and a half year old child. But the yeah. other day she was she was saying something and I walked in and I was talking to her and she turns and she's like, you have interrupted me. <laughs> and she puts her hands together <laughs> like, like I do. And she just stares at me like you have interrupted me. <laughs> I was like, wow, good well job. Yep, I did. Nope, you're not wrong. <laughs> this morning, uh, I got to be in on the ride to daycare, and uh, she waited very patiently for Justin and I to finish our conversation before telling me about her favorite characters that she was bringing to preschool and that they were the hard plastic versions of these yes. characters. Yes. That was very important to her. So. Right, because she has to, she delineates between hard plastic and plushy because when, we, when she goes to bed at night, she likes to take a toy with her to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that Justin instilled in her. 
Um, I don't think he realized he was making it into a very important part of her routine when he started it, but it is a very important part of her routine (laughs) now. And so she's always asking the question, can I take this one to bed? Because the enemy will say that one's a hard plastic toy. Maybe not the best. And she has like these categories of toys. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear she's doing better. That's, that's kind of nice, but she does like to interrupt on the phone. And when she does interrupt on the phone, my it's, it's like, Hey, person on the phone, I'm going to put you on pause so I can have a teaching moment with this one, which is kind of teaching the opposite of what you want in a way. Yeah. And so then I have to mute the phone to say, okay, you're crossing a line now. And then I don't want my friends to hear me like, you know, get onto my kid. It's fine. It's fine. Speaking of phone, because this is what we do, random bunny trail sometimes. But speaking of, because I don't know if you know this, but we're, we're friends and we're having a conversation. But, um, but speaking of, I don't know if you know this, this is our podcast. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's, sometimes it's like the only time we get to talk to each other during the week. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Aaron, how are you? What's going on, dude? <laughs> uh, no, speaking of uh, funny phone misunderstandings, I was actually uh, – I so in, in the rush to get to this show, I still was like, I have to go get my protein shake, which you remember I talked was about something I can't live without last week on the show. I yeah, think it was like yeah. the last episode. Yeah. So I got home, uh, took my son's car, and went and got my protein shake uh, and still made it back here somewhat in time. Um, but anyhow, uh, I was in the drive-thru and on the phone in my earbud with the towing company. And so she said, I'll be with you in just a second. And I told the person on the towing company, uh, I'm not going to be there when you get it ready. <laughs> and she, she, goes, she comes back on and she goes, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh, no, no, sorry. I'm on the phone with somebody. Because in my brain, when somebody says, I'll be with you shortly, they can't hear me anymore. Well, that's not true. They nope. they can. They're just telling you mm-hmm. they need a second. Uh, and so. What? <laughs> like, oh, man. That's I fine. To... I'm not going to be there when it's ready anyway. <laughs> what? Then why are you in the drive I used to hear the most insane things when I worked at Hotels.com and I was taking phone mm-hmm. calls for eight yeah. hours a day. And yeah. people, people would often think that they put me on hold and they mm-hmm. didn't. And then I'd hear their regular conversations and, and you're just sitting there like your job is to book this hotel room and they're going to mm-hmm. come back at some point in time, hopefully in the next couple, you know, like 20 seconds or less mm-hmm. with a decision on what hotel room they're going to be doing. But they're also having conversations about their life and sometimes really awkward, like arguments. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it sounds intimate like, details yeah. of their you know relationship. And yeah, I think I'm going to take we're not sure if it's going to be a king or a double. So hold on just a second. Okay, thanks. And then the phone goes on. It's like, shut up. I'm on the phone. <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> we'll get the potato chips in a minute. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the doubles are going to work. And you're just like, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to more of your uh, comments on this. I'm glad some I'm glad some of you kind of understand that, the, you know, that this is you know, something that, that happens. But Elizabeth says, I feel good. I feel that for me, it's going back to school. Every time I tell myself I'm going to do it, something comes up that makes me push it back. Yeah, that's the feeling, right? Like, oh, I'm ready now. I'm going to do this thing. And then something happens. And it's just like, oh, okay. And how do you as a human being, how do we as human beings go, no, this obstacle is not going to stop me from doing this thing that I want to do. Man. And, and, when, and when do you know that that's the right decision? Because some of those obstacles are real. And they cannot be torn down. They cannot be jumped over. You have to figure out a way around them. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's interesting because we also have this thing built into us where it's like, no, I'm being selfish, right? Like, no, I'm, you know, 
I, and sometimes you just have to be selfish. Like that's what I found with working out. Sometimes I have just have to be selfish. Like I just, I have to have this time every day if I'm going to be healthy. And I don't know at the end of the day that that is technically selfish, but it feels that way. I think this is a really hard question for me to answer. Yeah. Mostly because I have the, uh, information delete flush system. That's just automatically built into my whole world where, mm -hmm. Once a moment is gone, it may be really like literally gone forever. I know it happened, but I don't remember the details. And I am such an in the moment person. And so even like thinking about wedding delays or, you mm -hmm. know, um, like going plans, back to school. Yeah. yeah, I put myself in those situations and, and I, I try to remember, do I have something like that that's happened to me? But I think when something happens that changes plans or pushes things back like for example um when i went out into the uh to help my friend um get the land ready when that happened like months back in the summertime and like the tires are blowing and you know all this stuff i don't think oh the universe is conspiring against me i think oh i'm not supposed to go that way what's this way and it's just how i am and i yeah. think it's part of how i keep my disposition higher because it's really hard for me to get out of a funk. You know, when I get into a funk, it's a really hard thing to for me to kind of climb out of. And so one of the things I do is I'm just like, well, then why am I supposed to be in this moment? Now, it doesn't always mean it's happy and it doesn't always, it's not always great. Um, I, I definitely felt that way when we were looking for a house. Like every time I would go and try to find a house and I really wanted to find the, the one that we were most excited for, something would happen either we couldn't get there before it was purchased or whatever the situation might be, or it was just slightly out of our budget, or it had one thing, one thing that one of us didn't really like. And so we were like, let's not compromise. And mm. I'm listening to these podcasts that are saying things like, you know, you're the dream house is something that you can, you can go for, but then you're going to have to wait for a long time or you're going to need to build it yourself. And I'm over here like, well, we should just compromise on something. And then suddenly like the best house, that I would have, I would have, like, I, when we walked through this house, I was, I didn't care anymore. I'd been, I had been no, no, no so many times that I didn't care anymore. I barely remember looking at this house. And now that I'm here, it's a really perfect and wonderful house for us. So that's probably the, the most frustrated I get is when I want something really bad and I want it right then and I can't have it. And then there's that frustration. But when I really stop and actually get into my mentality about it, I really like, like push it on myself to like think through things. I have, so many times over and over and over again had something happened in the no section that i really freaking loved like so for example on the land we've got a couple flat tires and my dad and i because we were on the land we got to meet the neighbors that my friends were going to be living next to and have really really important kind of connecting moments that i feel were really important and so i found myself going well maybe this is why the delay happened mm -hmm. or you know, I, I the, the time whenever, you know, like your something happens and it's, a, it's an annoyance and then you end up arriving at this perfect time when you meet someone that you would have missed completely. So I don't know, but that's like my um, everything happens for a reason brain, which I don't mm -hmm. always believe that exactly. But at the same time, that's sort of in that that vein. So it's really hard for me to think that there's a conspiring against rather than a a different timeline is happening. And if if I adjust my expectations or my attitude then i'm more open to receiving like whatever's in front of me yeah um, totally another and final example would be like a massage therapist when i was a massage therapist full-time people would be late uh and i'd have to cancel and rebook all my 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 timeline it's a very annoying thing but then all of a sudden 
inevitably something would happen in that free time that was really, really important. And I was told about this when I was in school for massage therapy to just pay attention to those things. Cause sometimes when a client cancels, it's actually a really, really good thing that they canceled because now you have some time for yourself because you're giving a lot in massage therapy. There's a lot of emotional and physical effort. Um, it's, it's a, it's a difficult job to do. And so I, I think that kind of stuck with me in that education of when your timeline shifts, uh, it doesn't always mean something negative is happening. Yeah, no, I think that's Not really great. Not to poo-poo on anyone. No, 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 totally. And there there is a very specific and purposeful reason that I said seemed to conspire against you because it can feel that way, but I don't know that it always is that way. And I think what you're talking about is seeing opportunity in obstacle, right? The idea, and not even so much that, but there's this, one of the best ways I, I heard it is, and I'll try to change the uh, uh, aquatic animal uh, for my friend Danae, but mm. we we think we are orcas, right? We think oh, we are- They're, they're we, scary too, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, we goldfish. We, well, it doesn't quite work <laughs> as well, but we we think we are uh, aquatic animals that, that swim through the ocean with purpose to hunt, right? Like we are purposefully, you know, going after things and we're really more jellyfish. We're really, we are dependent on the tides and the waves and all those things. And then we have to make the best of whatever part of the ocean that we're in and we don't control the ocean. So that I think that is a really healthy way to look at things is to be like, okay, I'm the jellyfish in this situation. How do I, how do I make the best of the part of the ocean I find myself in today? Um, and so, so yeah, no, I think that's healthy. I think that's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. We have an agenda, but so does the timeline. Um, and until <laughs> yes. we can figure out how to alter the timeline, <laughs> well, yeah, you're real afraid Mikey. of jellyfish. Oh, I'm sorry, Lolly. Uh, real Mikey says potato chips are my kryptonite, uh, based on the potato chip. And I only bring that up so that for our British friends, I could say, you mean your crisps, crisps. tonight? Yeah. So oh tonight. my goodness. So, yes. Aaron, how long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> uh seven minutes eight minutes however long that comment's been up there uh let's move into the uh you let's do it uh portion of the show so now it's up to you guys you can ask any question that you'd like it doesn't mean that we will answer all questions or that we can't answer the questions we see but pretty much anything goes if you have a question for us just put a you in front of it and we'll chat about it here towards the end of our yeah. show. This and is your chance. For those of you who are watching for the first time, all of our little follows are along the bottom. Um, and yeah, I saw you question earlier too. And it was you question, will you go back and read this question? So I'm going to go try <laughs> to find that one just to see if all it's right. actually still there. Because I am curious because it, it was a while ago. So let's just see if our chat. And if the answer is no, then you'll know. That's exactly what I was talking about. They just disappear. Uh, the, this is your chance. Anything you want to ask us, just, uh, ask us now. Uh, Aaron 76 says you question, what's your favorite cinema sins video and sins video to work on? Um, yeah, I, I, Danae, do you have a pat answer for this one? I usually go with stuff I love. It's always fun to, yeah. to write jokes about movies I love. Um, I, I found that, so I've, we kind of get assigned of a genre or a style that is easier for us to watch and just kind of get into that mentality. Um, and it's always easier um, to to do that because you're kind of in mm -hmm. your element. 
Um, the challenges come for sure when there's something that's given to you outside of your comfort zone. And I always learn something about myself as a writer whenever that happens. Mm -hmm. Usually it's negative. Like, oh, Danae, you should be a lot more patient with yourself. <laughs> um, but the ones I do, I do enjoy the ones that come easy, obviously. Uh, so for example, Raya and the Last Dragon, that kind of style of like the Disney Pixar, I really mm -hmm. enjoy. It is difficult because they're obviously like they're animated and we try not to send styles of how things are animated because it's a stylistic choice. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're watching humans interact, there's a lot more room for error that you can kind of pull mm -hmm. from. So that does make it a little bit difficult. Um, but I, I do find that I, I do also enjoy the TV sin stuff because uh, they're these like short bursts of, you know, exciting things. So I, I hope that answers your question. But I really enjoyed Raya and the Last Dragon. That's one of my favorite ones. I think yeah, that, that was that was a I've fun one on. to work on for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, JCD says you question more for Danae in any of the RPG you've done. Uh, Aaron can use IRL examples. Uh, <laughs> have you, you ever playing at church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have, have you ever had something that has made you excited yet you regretted immediately? Inspired by the most uh, glorious consequential twenty I have ever rolled in D and D that we have a recording of for posterity's sake in the Discord. We use. So there was this moment in my Dungeons and Dragons campaign uh, that I was the DM um, of, and I had uh, my my players were in this world um, that was essentially powered by gemstones, but all of the gemstones had been stolen out of this world, and it was a it's a it's a universe that exists like um, in the magical realm of my of of this reality, so. Uh, it's really pure energy. So what was happening is people were like teleporting or, you know, using portal systems to get into this world, stealing their power source and going and taking it back into their world. And when they did that, it was shrunk because this, this world was the fairy kingdom and it's very tiny. And then they would take it back to their world. So these gemstones were huge in fairy kingdom and they're tinier in the real world. So they were finding like this gemstone and how I kind of worked it out in my mind is when they returned it to its actual power sources, when it grew again. So when it came back in, it was small, like pocket sized, but when they got it back into the realm where it, where it was supposed to be and they planted it into the ground or the, the sea or wherever it was from, it would begin to just grow and grow and grow. And I was really, really excited for them to do this. However, I failed to think about the chaotic element of one of my characters who decided to hold on to it while it was growing. And I, I was, I realized in that moment that I was about to kill him because, um, I had him roll dice. It didn't go well. Uh, and we had a whole series, a whole story arc that started after that. That was like a, this is so cool, but also, Oopsie, I made something really complicated and really awesome that is going to result in in major consequences for his decision to plant this thing in the wrong spot. Um, so that's my quick answer. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously this is not specifically what you're talking about, but just as far as like something going quickly from, you know, oh, I love this. This is exciting, too. I immediately regret my, my decision. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, um, probably installing TikTok on my phone, um, is just like, this is so much fun. 
and then realizing my life's over if I keep this app yeah. on my phone. Like there's like it's just so I, I you know I deleted it within three days because I was just like I mean it's dominating all of my downtime. Oh my god, there are some there's the most hilarious the the most hilarious people are creating hilarious things and it's so addictive to just scroll through and watch. It's it is it, the endorf the I mean those social media apps they completely understand endorphins and how to like trigger that stuff and I you know I'm human like I'm it's it's just uh, so yeah I had to, like for the first day I was like this is the best thing ever and then like within two days I had deleted it off my phone because I was like this this will own me and I I have to I have to have I have to work I have I have children and a spouse <laughs> and. You know, and I, I have need to go to, to the bathroom. And I occasionally have to go to the bathroom as well. Uh, the you question I was looking for is gone. Sorry, Archimedes Amazon. It's, it's <laughs> your experiment succeeded, failed. I don't know. Uh, Castriff says, uh, and by the way, help us out. Put a you at the beginning of your question so that we can identify them quicker. What's the most recent song to get stuck in your head? I'm obsessed with that quiet on set song uh, Danae played the other day. It's um, so, so quiet. Oh, 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 not the Bjork one. Uh, quiet on set. Oh, my God, Castriff. So I am super freaking with you right now. Um, so I started to create a playlist for one of my uh, role play characters, and she is an R-rated character. Let's just say that. And so I have found an artist that her music, it just, it is she makes music that this character would love. And so I've been listening to a lot of her songs and definitely they're stuck in my head. I will not give you an example because of the um, content, <laughs> <laughs> but it did lead me back into Portis head, which I had not heard since like the nineties or something. Um, and so Portis head has been added to the list Uh and yeah, so there's a couple of Portishead songs that are just really, really in my head. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go open my Spotify so I can find the example. Oh nope, never mind. It's just not working on my computer. <clears throat> uh, I can find it. My answer is every song from uh, the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack. Uh, hated the movie, loved the soundtrack. Pretty much how I felt about the last uh, two Pasek and Paul uh, uh, movies. Uh, felt the same way about Greatest Showman. But yeah, I've got all those, um, all those songs. Uh, are absolutely dominating my brain space right now. So, because they're incredible. It's just incredible music. Those guys are incredible music. So, Parked by the Lake yeah. is another Parked one. Parked out by the lake. The one by Santa Fe. <laughs> that was good. No, yeah, that was good. It's a good one. That was good. good one. Uh, here's a question from uh, Bildo Double O, who um, one of my characters RPs with on the server. Hi. Oh, nice. Um, and Ian's here too. Wow. Hi, fam. Uh, Dune. Aaron, how are you going to answer this question? Well, it's actually Dune. Dune? A... <laughs> so your answer is yes. It's not Dune. It's Dune. Uh, Dune or Dune not? Um, yeah, no, Dune. Definitely Dune. Uh, definitely I, Dune. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> I, I have a really simple review for this one, and then we can move on. I think this is the most incredible world building and the most enveloped I've felt in a fantasy sci-fi story since Lord of the Rings. Um, I thought it was absolutely spectacular. It blew me away. I want to watch it again and again and again and again and again. Uh, and then that is all balanced by the fact that it is half a movie and nobody told me it was half a movie. And that was a terrible marketing decision. Terrible marketing decision. Okay, but it would have been so long and it would have been like the original Dune if you like watched it. Guys, spoiler alert. I have seen Dune. Don't panic. Um, the new one or the old one? The new one. Oh, how did you feel? 
I, so I was doing a watch party with my RP buddies. And so I it was kind of like where I'm watching it and I missed some sections of it because I wasn't oh. fully immersed in it. Okay. Um, because I was multitasking and stuff and we were doing a watch party. So, uh, but I will tell you that, yeah, we all had a very fun reaction at the end. <laughs> no, I just, I don't understand it. I like, all you had to do was put part one on all the posters. That's all you had to do. I, I It's just such a weird and I think dumb decision to the first time people see part one is at the beginning of that movie in the title. And, it, and even then, if you miss that, you get to the end and you're like, what? Because this is, it's just not a movie. It's just not a full movie. It's no, it's like not. a setup. For, yeah. It's a very, very long setup. Yeah, for but the I, next. I loved it. Oh man, did I love the world building? I mm -hmm. like. I really don't remember feeling like this since Lord of the Rings. Um, it's it's pretty inc pretty incredible stuff. So yeah. Here's one from Nick. Yesterday was the 20th anniversary of my family moving to Japan. We lived lived there for five years. Also and loved, loved there. it. Loved, and there. loved there. Lived loved. Yeah. You know, ate there. <laughs> um, yes. What are some random anniversaries that uh, you think of every year that are special to you? Oof. Want me to go first? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got them locked and loaded. Uh, my plus one day is a new one over the last several years. Mm -hmm. um, I very, it is very, very fortunate that I am here today. Uh, there are very many things that had to go right for me to survive my heart event that happened uh, years ago, um, where my heart just decided to stop. Wasn't a heart attack, wasn't something based on heart health. It was just a genetic thing that my brain was like, hey, let's stop the heart today. Okay, yeah. thanks, brain. Um, Appreciate that. So electrical failure, my, you know, I, my wife just happened to be right there with me, could started immediate CPR called 911 immediately, um, you know, had the shock paddles there within 10 minutes, I think. And, you know, the survival rate for most people that have something like this happen in their home is like 3%. Um, so just the fact that I'm even hanging out with you today is such a cool thing. And celebrating that anniversary every year is it's interesting because it's a celebration and it's also traumatic, you know, because there's, especially for my wife, that memory of being in the room and what happened and having to live through that. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like there's, it's kind of one of those interesting anniversaries where it's some somberation. <laughs> it's like a somber celebration in mm -hmm. some ways. I think the further we get from it, the more the celebration part of it, you know, you, you kind of, but, um, you know, so anyhow, yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a big one for me is my plus one day. So, yeah. I don't remember dates and anniversaries well. There are yeah. certain things that happened that have happened in my timeline where certainly if I was somebody who marked things on a calendar, I would be like, oh, today is the day that so many years ago such and such happened. Um, and they're usually more tragic uh, than they are like celebratory, but that's just, I think those are the ones that just mark you different differently. Um, there's definitely good things that have happened, but I don't really, I don't really keep them up. I know that's probably not too much of a shock or a surprise, um, but I'm I'm the kind of per I break the gender norm jokes like, you know, guys always forget anniversaries. That's not true in this household. It is myself. I forget birthdays. I forget anniversaries. And I always have. It's not, you know, it's just not part of my makeup. And thankfully, I'm surrounded by people who don't care. And they love me anyway. But yeah, I tried to schedule something on November 7th, for example, which happens to be my wedding anniversary, I guess. So, <laughs> whoopsie. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently my wedding anniversary. Apparently. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Fine. Fine. Uh, all right. Uh, how many more you want to do, Danae? How many more you want to get uh, as through? As many as you want. 
All right, let's do it. Let's keep going. Let's have a long show today. Um, Slab says UQ4D. Uh, UQ4D. That's me. D&D therapy on hiatus or? Um, you know, I'm not sure. It might be coming back. I really loved D&D therapy. We still, uh, the kind of like the intellectual property isn't something that's gone. So I can definitely go back in there. The The group that was working on maintaining that project, um, we kind of had to move on from all putting our minds together, which happens on side projects a lot, which is one of the reasons when the project started, we had a very great conversation about, hey, if somebody has to step away from D&D therapy, you know, what do we do? And for those that don't know, D&D therapy is uh, like a podcast show idea that we had. Um, and we started to kind of work on it conceptually. And we went to Twitch first to kind of feel out the 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 style of the show and the different segments. There are so many people who use Dungeons and Dragons, who play Dungeons and Dragons rather, um, and they have therapeutic uh, experiences in doing so. The exploration of character, the exploration of the game, but also for those of us who play and literally can't talk to anyone about our cool secrets, like me telling you guys about Fairy Kingdom. That's very exciting for me because I couldn't talk about that to anyone that was invested in what I was doing because it would have been spoiling for mm -hmm. them. So D&D right. therapy was kind of a space for uh, dungeon masters or people who put the game together to kind of geek out and have a way to talk about the insides and outsides of their campaign without the fear of ruining it for their um, their fellow people. The idea is still really, really fun. And I think we would like to get back to it, those of us who can still approach a project. Um, but we had to definitely, definitely shelf it because time came in as often does with side projects. So I would expect that you could probably see that on my Twitch channel at some point, hopefully in 2022, if um, all things go according to plan. However, plans always shift and change. But I would like to tell you a date for it coming back, um, at least for a short run, but I don't have that just yet. I'm glad you asked about it though. Uh, I hope you liked it. I really enjoyed doing that show. Uh, Doc says, having finally gotten a good original Metroid game uh, in over a decade, what piece of media did you look forward to and it was good? Length of time is a bonus. I assume he's talking about length of time of looking forward to it. <clears throat> I'm going to surprise you and uh, not say a movie. Um, this actually happens a, a lot with me with movies and TV. I think actually I'm one of the weird ones who when, when I have high expectations for something, I'm actually more likely to enjoy it. I don't know why that is, but I, you know, it's probably sort of a self-proving kind of psychology kind of thing. Um, but the video game for me was uh, um, Super Mario Galaxy. Um, and I remember seeing some of the early gameplay of that like a year before it was released and just thinking, oh, that looks amazing. And the game totally lived up to it. The physics in that game are so fun to play and it's with a character in a world that you know i grew up with and love playing to me it is right up there with super mario 64 as far as like a game changing mario game um so yeah i love super mario galaxy i rarely get excited enough like there's an, an, an anticipation or a build-up mm -hmm. but i did freak out when i really loved kingdom hearts there was something about the music and the story and the characters and I just wanted to figure out what happened. I I really like endings to stories. Like when a when a book or a movie ends with the you get to figure this part out yourself, I get so frustrated because I I just want I want a little bit more of what was intended. That's just sort of how I've 
that's how I'm built. And I think it's because I was raised by rule family, like there's rules. And so mm-hmm. when you have a rules family, like, no, well, what did the author intend? Um, and the only time I felt that in a video game really, really strongly uh, with like a character love was in Kingdom Hearts because I was really interested in what happened there. But it's been a long time since I've had that in a video game. Um, yeah. Real Mikey says, for unproductive distractions in life, like social media, do you find it more effective to quit entirely or is moderation better for you? For me, spreading across more platforms has made me spend less time online together. Mm. I kind of already answered this when I talked about uh, TikTok. Um, I, I just cut it out. I just can't. Um, I'm not good at moderation of things that I love. So, yeah terrible at it you know why i'm terrible at it today as you continue to think about this i'm terrible at moderation because my brain says hey you love this thing it's available Consume. yeah how hard <laughs> like consume as much as you can like you love this thing consume it all you know like uh i i am very um whatever the term is for that uh consumptive uh i'm very much about consumption when i find something i love i'm all about it forever unless i get rid of it so yeah i think i'm i am more like uh real mikey's second option which is kind of spread out your attention and then it kind of wanes a little bit i'm a hot flash in the pan i get really into something and then Mm -hmm. it sort of like eventually sort of goes uh goes away Mm -hmm. um so I'm thinking about all the things I've been really passionate about, podcasting, webtoons, these things that I kind of would, would go to regularly, um, mm-hmm. app gaming. I still have all of those on my phone and now I cycle through those things. But it, when I first find something, I'm like, I'm super hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of happening a little bit with RP right now, actually, with um, playing Wild RP. I've uh, been the in the game for- The super focus or the yeah. burnout part? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I'm better at not burning out. I'm better at that. I can kind of see my signs. Um, but like I've gone three full months of this game and uh, that went fast. Um, but the intensity and the, like the thing in my brain, it's like, you have to get on, you need to do this. You've got to go touch the pretty thing. Like, you know, like eat the food, whatever. It's calming down a little bit now and I have a little bit more of a balance. And that's how I am. I eventually kind of find that balance of where I'm spending my time and attention. Um, I oftentimes need to just do that thing where I completely disconnect though from a lot and remind myself that what really matters are people in my actual life that I live in this house. So that's always a good reminder too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you've it's got important. a child that would like your attention or you've got mm-hmm. a husband that you should spend time with. So like we went last week, I took a day off work and we went to a theme park and the first half of the day was just Justin and I. We actually went and had breakfast at a restaurant. Guys, we got out of the car and didn't have to do anything other than get out of the car. There was no person, there was no little person behind us that needed to be tended to. We just got to walk out of a vehicle I love I love that you're discovering was, the the power of dating amazing. without your child. Like that's, cr- you know, that's a good thing. Remember it was so that. Weird. Lock that one away, you know, where it's like, you know, hey, this is this is nice. The entire day was fun, but probably the standout moment was literally arriving at the theme park and we had parked close enough to the little tram trolley that takes you up to the location. Uh-huh. That if we were if we were hurrying, we could make it on this particular tram, right? But we had to hurry. So there was just this moment where I literally just walked away from the car and had nothing else to do. And it was the most freeing feeling. I was like, mm-hmm. this is what it's like 
to just be normal. Oh, oh yeah. And I just those, walked away. Those feelings are going to continue. And uh, we made it to the tram on time. You, We didn't. Have, God, it was a yeah. good day. It was a good moment. Yeah. It's a good moment for me. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Definitely. Um, <laughs> let's see. Professor Lichen, not to get too deep into philosophy this early in the morning. Hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Uh, we started totally off this it. way. Uh, in fact, I prefer it. Uh, but what would you say is the most toxic thing you've ever seen from a Disney film? Oh, I got I, this one hands down. Mean, what's yours? What's yours, Aaron? You mean besides the blatant racism in like Dumbo and Song of the South? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Disney princess culture is toxic. hundred um, percent. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. Um, I mean, I was just thinking about the Little Mermaid. There was a podcast I listened to that did a, a series on the Little Mermaid and just how toxic the message of that movie. Uh, really is and actually uh, I loved you, you should listen it's um it's Gladwell's podcast revisionist history did a oh, series okay. Okay. on mm -hmm. uh, the little mermaid and they actually hired new actors to voice the parts and rewrote the ending uh, in a way that is glorious and powerful and like I'm hoping they're listening when they're making this like live action remake and you know kind of go more of this route. Um, but yeah, that that movie is most recently in my mind is one that that just has such toxic messages about you know uh, doing things because of you know men and it's just yeah, it's it's pitting women against each other. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Anyhow, it's it's not hard to find toxicity in Disney culture. I picked up, uh, I, we were we were given two boxes of books and I like to see what, you know, the material is like. And one of them was a princess book. I haven't, I haven't shown Iris princess material purposefully um, because I'm still beeped up by it. Oh, I stopped off. <laughs> Congratulations on your restraint. I'm getting better. <laughs> You're getting better in that until this morning, you had actually, you know, <laughs> never, but now I you're getting through better. The, I've been through this show. No, yeah. this is a, this is a topic that I get. There's a couple trigger topics. If you want to see me go off, we're in one right now. So I'm going to do my very best to just like push back mm -hmm. the like thing here. One of the books was princess book and it's like a board book and it has like these tabs on it. And on each tab is a picture of one of the princesses. And these are the princesses that I grew up with. Um, and so I began to look through every single story ended with the guy and the girl happy together in the end. And mm, that's just crap. Ever, not every relationship ends with, and that's not the freaking goal is to figure out how to have the perfect relationship. There's such a strong emphasis on a girl's identity being wrapped around the person that she is with. And I can't stand it. I didn't realize how much it impacted me. I didn't realize how much it's part of culture. But the identity, this the young girl that's looking at these pictures is seeing a beautiful woman that looks a specific way, that's dressed a specific way, who ends up with a man so that she's happy. And that really messed with me in my life. And I can go back and I can see it. And it's just part of society, but it's definitely in all those stories. So I quickly took that book and uh, I took it to the fireplace. No, I didn't, <laughs> but I wanted to. Took it outside, wrapped a stick of dynamite around. No, I, didn't. I wanted to. I didn't do that. Um, I just put it back in the box and I thought, oh, I mean, someone else is going to like this. And hopefully they're having conversations about what ident like the identity of their kids. And that it's not it, the, the end of a happy story isn't when someone wraps their arms around you and, and says that they love you. That's not always the ending to a happy story. It's, you know, figuring out your own power, in my opinion, allegedly. Uh, yeah, identity issues 
uh, are a big part of it. It also plays into plus one culture, you know, the idea that our culture is so focused on who's my plus one, who's who's my significant other, who, you know, who's my soulmate, who's that person out there for me. Um, and this idea that that is the key driver to your purpose and who you are as a human being. And um, man, it was, we just need, such a, we it was such a study. It was such a stamp. It was like. This is mm -hmm. the story. This is the story. It was mm -hmm. so obvious yeah. when you looked at it. Sorry. No. Sorry to interrupt no, you. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Uh, I mean, you can be sorry yes. for interrupting, but don't be sorry for I'm sorry things. for interrupting you, Aaron. <laughs> I'm sorry. Passionate. You're passionate. I am passionate. Uh, Real Mikey says, how often do you see a movie or show that has excellent writing, acting, world building, etc., but still can't get invested in it? Uh, every once in a while. Yeah, there's some, there's some things I'll watch and I'll just go... Yeah, that is really well done. I don't care to ever watch another episode. Don't ever care to watch it again. Um, that does happen. Um, it, that happens to me many times in the horror genre where it's like totally get why people mm -hmm. think that's an amazing movie. I'm never watching it again. Um, and I didn't enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, there are just certain types of, of movies that even though I can recognize um, you know, how well they're done talking about you heredit hereditary, uh, heredity, whatever that movie is. Uh, yeah, uh, that I just don't. Don't care for god this happens to me all the time yeah it just happens yeah. to me all the time there's sure. really really great there's there's great stuff happening and there's a community around it that you want to you know kind of get involved in and understand but like i think star wars for me is probably one of them that i could easily like there's just so much that's happening in star wars and i there's a lot of fan base there's a lot of world building there's a lot of character building and i just can't get into it as much as i would I, as much as i want to i just can't get in i can't get into it um yeah. but that's okay it's okay I could also go with a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff because um, I like to listen to a lot of D&D podcasts and there's a lot of really, really good podcasts out there and they're doing really fun things with their story and I just can't keep up with it. I can't I can't get into it for some reason. So, yeah. Anyhow. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hate Ego says, do either of you have any Halloween movie traditions that you watch every year? My wife insists on Hocus Pocus and my son loves earnest scared <laughs> stupid uh props to your son for good taste uh and you know for your wife uh people enjoy what they enjoy um so yeah no uh there are no halloween uh movie traditions in my house um we barely remember to get candy in case kids stop by uh halloween's just not a big thing in our house i'm sorry for all the halloween lovers uh it's just not something you've done very much of and we don't usually sit down to watch like uh, traditional movies in different time frames. We don't do it for mm -hmm. Christmas. Um, but I would say if I was to sit down and watch a Halloween special, it would be a debatable one that you could watch during Christmas or Halloween. And that would be Nightmare Before Christmas because I love that movie. Um, and it was one of my favorites. Hocus Pocus is also really fun. Um, so those two, I think I would definitely watch. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that Justin would want to, we have, my husband and I have very, very different tastes. And so we don't often just sit down to watch something together. Right. Um, technically we're sitting down together and we're watching something together. It's not the same thing. He has his screen. I have mine <laughs> in the same space. Uh, keep going today. You still good. You want to keep going? Still got um, more? yeah, sure. We can do a couple more. All right. Yep. We'll do a couple more. Uh, Nick says carving pumpkins or painting pumpkins, painting carving. pumpkins, carving, always carving. Let's fight. <laughs> paint you can paint a piece of paper you can't carve a piece of paper like sure you can. Carve... get some scissors 
Car the idea of carving like something into a gourd is something that like is unique. It's different. Like painting something is something you can do year all year round. Carve your pumpkins. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is like, when do you have permission to stab something over Thank you. and over? Again? You understand then. <laughs> you get it. See, this is why we're friends. You understand. Oh me. my god, that's amazing. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's a unique thing. Do the unique thing. Don't do the same thing. Do the unique thing. I think I like the precision of painting. I like the idea that I have more control. But sure. when you're stabbing a gourd, like it's not like it's like hot uh, but you know, knife through butter where you're just kind of getting a, a, a perfect thing. You're just like. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. other thing is you have to have good carving tools. And not often yep. do you have good carving tools. And if you're going to sure. buy the carving kit, it's crap. The little tiny saw that they give you is is it's really dangerous it's so flimsy it's so horribly made and, and it always falls apart mm -hmm. i'm not yeah. you're not wrong you're not wrong but sometimes the most valuable things in life are the things that are you know unique and harder to do so but there yeah. is something about the smell of a, par a carved pumpkin yes. there is something oh, about she's that she's coming around she's coming you around stab into it yes she's coming you know, around. You're just she's in, coming around. and then it's almost there that's like the waft of pumpkin mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then you yep. get to stick your hand in the inside and scoop right? it out scoop out the seeds like this, like, yes gong, gong, yes gong, gong, just say it gong, just say it gong, gong, say it gong, gong. carving's better carving's better yes thank you we got there uh build out double zero says uh idm two games a week that are over halfway over how do you wrap up long games in a meaningful way? Well, let me Ooh. talk a little bit, Bill, about this. Go for this. it, Aaron. Um, <laughs> Go for it, Aaron. No, you know what? I can have opinions on this. I sure know can. enough about D&D to have opinions on this. I have never DM'd a game. Um, I've never played in a game. Uh, that's our that's our next uh, Patreon goal, uh, speaking of which. If you want to become a member of uh, you know Team DNA, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Uh, once we get to 41 members... We're going to play some D&D together, but I've never played. And um, but I think if you want to wrap up a long game in a meaningful way, you have to identify the key things of your story that are fun slash important and make sure you incorporate those into the finish. So if you know that your game has experienced a really fun moment or a really cool part of the story, Make mm -hmm. sure those have resolution of some sort. You don't have to worry about every little detail, but the big things have to have some sort of uh, of resolution, and then it will feel meaningful and fun, interesting. So that would be my my Oof. recommendation. Um, mine is similar, but I'm going to go from a game mechanics standpoint. One of the things I did with my campaign that I really got positive feedback on from the people who had been playing for a really really long time um, is I did one on one sessions. And I would I would do them when there was a week where you know everyone couldn't meet, and so I would I would schedule a time to just do maybe like an hour to a two hour session with an individual. And in that time, um, I also did something else weekly. I'll just interject this: uh, not every week, but certainly you know once every one or two months, just depending on how frequently frequently we played, is I would, um, before the next game started, like a day or two in advance, I would, I would write to my players individually and I would say, uh, heading into this next session, what's on your character's mind? Um, what are their goals? And just checking in to make sure, like, how are you feeling about the campaign? And what was really interesting is oftentimes I would he hear them say something that they were really focused on. 
there, I'm going to give an example and then I'll kind of transition into the, you're your more of answering your question directly. Um, there was a moment when they were exploring a cave and they were supposed to just leave the cave. And I put a character in that cave uh, that they could interact with. And I thought that it was going to be a throwaway character. And it ended up that they adopted this person into the storyline and kind of kidnapped her and it turned into this big thing. I wouldn't have known that they were intending on going back into the cave to find her unless I asked the question, how are you feeling about the campaign or what is your character thinking about headed into this next session? And every single one of my players said, I want to know what happened to Ruby. I'm worried about Ruby. I'm going to go back in and find Ruby. So I was able to kind of prepare for the next game and also get a general sense of what my players were interested in. So that's one thing that I, you know, you could do as you head towards the end is try to get a little bit of an understanding of what the player's are what's on their mind and possibly give them a few ending points because they're such an investment in the story. And so if they have a, a way to kind of get towards a goal, um, whether it's individual or a group goal, it'll give you an idea maybe of how to start to weave that story together. And then a one-on-one -on -one session, I really got great feedback from my players on that because of course, what else do they want? But 100% of the DM's total attention. So if there's a way that you could like get them to the next plateau uh, with having some side story. Um, I did that with dream sequences because obviously then time isn't really passing the same where they can have a really intense dream that they get to interact with and you can kind of play in that dream space, stuff like that. Um, so find out a little bit of clues now, especially since you're at the halfway point that you can begin to sprinkle in so that the end is something that you can either give them options yeah. for, because in the world of D&D, &D, you never know where it's gonna go, but at least you kind of have a general idea to give them the satisfaction of the game. And of course, if your players are having fun and they're satisfied, the DM usually is too. So that would be something that's on my mind. There I you go. It's helpful. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for your time this morning, hanging out with us. We love hanging out with you guys. Uh, Danae, do you have somewhere you want to send your your Twitchy Twitchers, the yes, Twitchingtons? I do. Um, before we go there, I want to say thanks to Chris for your resub and thanks to all of the people who come to hang out on the Twitch. Yes. I'm going to do something a little different today because I found um, I found this uh, channel. There's it's it's a totally chill vibe. So it, this is a great background situation, maybe while you guys are transitioning into whatever you want to watch next. So at least follow us over for this raid. This is the channel SDS Drones, and these are live footage of drones that are they kind of keep cycling through. So um, like right now, I don't know exactly where we are, but it's beautiful footage of our world from the drone's perspective, and I'm kind of addicted to it. It kind of reminds me of the otter channel where you're just watching otters play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> but this is with drones. So we're going to go to SDS Strategic today. And yeah, let me get that set up. Very nice. Uh, as always, you can follow us on the Twitters. Uh, you can watch live Mondays and Sundays, uh, 9 a.m. Central, and you can join Team DNA at patreon.com slash studio DNA. As mentioned, 41 members, uh, and we will do some D&D together, maybe a little uh, one-off kind of thing together. So yeah. today you got all your Twitchers set up to go. Huh, everybody is piling into the raid. We're going to go watch this. At least go see it and then mm -hmm. decide if you want to stay. All right. I think you're going to have fun. fun. Okay. We will catch you on the next Monday or someday. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.